Hey, hola amigos. It's the Loftus Party. We got a good one today. We have a, a, an in-studio guest joining me from uh, from way across the country. We're not going to disclose where your your current Liberty camp is. Uh, we got we got the Liberty Gypsy way over there, and in studio from Red Alert Politics, Ryan Gerdusky. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's a visual. He's like looking at his laptop and just casually like looks up and then gives the super fake. The super I, fake. Hey, thanks for uh, having I'm me. I'm trying to do twelve things at once. Thank you. I really no. That's it. you multitask. I always do. Yeah, I have to. And 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 the Liberty Gypsy and I will uh, run the show, and okay, we'll just yeah. you'll be like the Ed McMahon. I'll be the guy. I'll be like those two Muppets who sit on the on the on the <laughs> balcony every once in a while, put my input in, and I'll just I'll insult you and I'll leave. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> that's my dream job. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It's wild how those those uh, old Muppet characters are iconic. Yeah. It's like that show hasn't been on in a kajillion years. But they were the best part of the show. Yeah. They were. Okay. Gypsy, are you there? I'm here. What's happening? How are things How are things in, in the camp? Really, really hot. <laughs> yeah? Are you guys yeah. Are you sweltering? Yeah, that's, that's just the nature of uh, summer in the south. But yeah, indoors is the place to be. Is it just like super buggy? It's super, yeah, this is this is the bug season. This is the season where it rains and thunders and lightnings at least once a day. Yeah, it just does that here. You know, the humidity was, is like sixty nine percent. So I was walking around the park last night. I went and saw Spider Man, and just loaded up with popcorn and M and M's. And so I got home and I'm like, I'm just gonna walk. I'm gonna do a couple laps around the the park. And I just walk. It's like so dark, and I walked right through a spider web, like Ew, some that's spider, the worst. some super, and like, Ugh. and like. First of all, hats off to the spider, who's like doing a web in front of the sidewalk. You know, like I'm gonna stop a human. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like you feel like it's on you, and I looked like a lunatic uh, for trying to wipe it off. But man, oh man. It's yeah. getting buggy here. I'm not a fan. We don't have the bugs like this in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, we don't I, I have. Bleh. Not a spider. Ugh, spiders. Mm. Well, in Los Angeles, they use it for the food. That's what you. They have the bugs, but you just don't notice about <laughs> it. So, yeah, they're, they're in the salad. They're, yeah, they taste like cashews. That's what the Chinese keep it's trying organic, to do. Yeah, <clears throat> the Chinese and the <laughs> South Koreans and the and the Japanese are like, no oh, insects in your food. It's the new hot thing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, nope. that's what starving people eat. That's what people eat right before they that's, die of starvation. Yeah. Yeah. We roast them. They tasty like a cashew. So no, um, that's yeah, no, it's true. I it was is. in. I was in. Um, I was at a hotel. Uh, not a hotel. I was in an airport, and it was like that. The VIP area, the airport, and they're like, "Oh, free breakfast!" It was awful, and I was with one of my friends, and he was like, "This is absolutely terrible!" Like, hashtag living in Haiti. This is what it's like. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is awful. And then the black stewardess was like, "Really?" And I was like, well, <laughs> "Doesn't you mean have... it wasn't funny. <laughs> doesn't mean it wasn't funny just because it was insensitive." You have no idea, and until you travel abroad, just like how well we eat. Yeah, like like if. Our supermarkets alone, we should all vote Republican for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I mean, just like they have nothing to eat in Venezuela. I don't think the food is really rocking in Russia. They might be catching up. But like 
Well, we can I'm, get I'm, sure, anything. I'm sure where in Russia, I'm sure like Peter, St. Petersburg or like Moscow has some very high, because there are some billionaires in Russia, so I'm sure it's fine. Venezuela, no, you, you're cooking your dog. Like, that's about it. If yeah. you if you can find You one. know what? I think there should be a college class, I've been saying, called The World Used to Suck. I'm very, so I'm reading a book about the ancient, about the fall of Rome. and I, I love it. I, I don't know much about it, so I was interested. In like Spain, when the Vandals or the or the Franks or whoever was, was invading, I forget the tribe exactly, like women were had to like eat their children. Like it was like horrifying, it's horrible. And these stories are like insane. And I'm like, why didn't I learn this? Like people should know about this stuff. And just like, yeah, things were really bad. So maybe the fact that you know your Wi-Fi is out for six hours isn't like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great class. The yeah, world, the world used, used to, to suck. suck. I think. I think it should be all the history class called The World Used to Suck, and I think that everyone should take it because, one, people don't know anything about history, and secondly, because people are so – you don't have to suffer for anything anymore. Like, suffering literally is no Wi-Fi on the airplane, and, and you're and, – you know. I read a book. I'm a huge history nut. Okay. You need to know this about me. I did a, I did a show – one episode of the show, American Badass with Michael Loftus, where all I did was talk about – history yeah you know, like the first the moon landing the space race all these different things jesse owens yada yada but like it's one of the things that just reinforces my belief that like capitalism helps more people capitalism helps more people one of the things and i'm sure you'll find it out in your book about rome is like if you were a uh, a citizen of rome and you lived in the city you got like a couple bottles of wine and a loaf of bread every day like hey way to go it was like welfare and so people who were starving towards the end of, of Rome, the people who were out in the middle of nowhere farming are like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, so they just went into the cities. I'm like, I can, I can get drunk. I can have some bread. You know what? I can go see the show. And that was part of the downfall. They couldn't. Well, also, like, oddly, because they used to conscript people all the time. But towards the end, they changed their policy where they were conscripting armies that they were beating. Yeah. So they would kill, like, the leader and then conscript all the army men. And then they would turn on them in the middle of the fight. And it'd be like, <laughs> really, guys, this was your idea? This was going to work? It was – It the book is such a bummer. It's a great book. It's really well-researched and written. I can find the name of it. Really well-researched and written. But it's such a bummer that I also bought with it Mr. Uh, like Living Advice by Mr. Rogers. So like after a couple of chapters of that, I read. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I you're I like you for not for your hair, whatever. And I'm like, all right, let me get some rich Mr. Rogers going because this is getting a little sad. I can't get enough of the downfall of Rome. It's a great. I can't book. get enough. I'm of gonna it. get the name of it right. Yes. Now. Yep, yes. Okay. So uh, what we're gonna do this week, like we do every week, we're gonna make some fun of people. And we're going to talk about current events. Okay, great. Everything that's going on under the sun. The G20. Did you did you watch the coverage of that over there, Miss Gypsy? I did. And what's but, your thought? What's your takeaway? Well, I just my biggest takeaway in looking across the media spectrum is I love the people who on social media put together the videos of Trump when he was like moving around somebody maybe to go to the bathroom or whatever, like. And saying, look, nobody will even talk to him. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, so contrived. Of, like, I saw one picture of Trump's like sitting at the table and they're like, ooh, this is what happens when the real world leaders freeze you out. Yeah, you I caught one video picture. For the, Polish, for the Polish first lady when she oh. shot his hand first. Oh, oh, did you see what the, the, the leader of Poland tweeted? No. 
Oh, yes. He, go, he tweeted out, like, and I just saw it uh, recently. He goes, don't believe what they tell you. My wife immediately shook Trump's hand. Oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He goes, we have to work together to stop the fake news. Yeah. Oh, he said that? <laughs> he did. Yes. He used oh, the term fake news. I have to read. By the way, that book is called The Fall of Rome and End of, End of Civilization by Brian Ward Perkins, if anyone is interested. Brian mm-hmm. Ward Perkins. Uh, I have to see that tweet, though, by the poll. Yes. I don't know the, the name of the Polish leader. Polish. And, and at the New York Times, they think he's the leader of Russia. Yes, yeah. Because I that. That, was, that was insanely, like, this is why they call you fake news. When you can't even figure out, oh, that's not. His um, name is An- Andres Duda. And Duda's the last name, Andres Duda. It's like a... How long has his name been Duda? I... <laughs> all, the, all the Duda day? <laughs> Duda, Duda, come on! Okay, so we're talking G20. I think well, – let's just go back a little bit. We'll just go back a little bit to the uh, – before the G20, the speech in Poland, which I thought was just fantastic. It was fabulous. It was great. I mean it was really, really, really great. I mean it was it was absolutely amazing. And it was the first time – I'm 30, so it was the first time in my life I've ever seen a president I can recall – Really stand up for Western civilization. That is, I don't remember even a president ever mentioning the words Western civilization. Okay, so here's me. I was a little kid. Uh, Reagan, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you'd, all, you'd always see it through the filter of the news, right? right? I wasn't like, you know, out there. I wasn't whatever. This, to me, the more I learn about Reagan and, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. It seemed to be like that. And back uh, when, but back when Reagan, just for some reference, back when Reagan was president, the term West meant really a lot of Western, your anti-communism. Yeah. That was a big term of it. But I mean, for him to say Western civilization in the most, I, I, I've just never heard a president or a world leader and not a fringe leader rather say that those terms everybody yeah i i loved it i loved it and yeah. everybody seems to there there seem to be like floating this balloon of like it's code for white supremacy it would be a dog like like jonathan a K- dog whistle yes. for nazism jonathan capehart i believe from the washington post but he might be from chicago he's he's a, he's a writer i'm some see all the time jonathan capehart fills in for joanne reed he said quote uh trump triggered me he said trump <laughs> triggered me and that it was a dog whistle and I just tweeted out, I said, you really have to hate Western civilization or be so um, so intellectually illiterate to not know what he was talking about. Or just a straight up liar. I mean, the one yeah, or, the I mean, mean, or is, you could be a liar. That is, you know, the what would you. And if you work for the media, you're probably all three. It um, is, it's <laughs> just like there's nothing the man can do. No, there's nothing. nothing. That's that's the, the the great example of he can walk on water, and you'd go, look at that. The guy can't swim. The guy, yeah, the guy. But he, I mean, when he reached out to that little boy who was dying in England, no media covered that. Did you hear about that? I you know, I you know heard, the little I follow boy? him yes, on Twitter. Charlie yeah, Dark. I found it on Twitter. I don't know a single media outlet that covered that. That was one of the most gracious things a president could possibly do. Reach out to a foreign citizen and said, "Let us help you," and the media. Complete air silence. This... I know a podcast that was talking about that, that <laughs> young boy um, last week. Yes, we were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like it, – okay. so like knowing about the downfall of Rome just reinforces my beliefs that like history repeats itself and we have to avoid those mistakes. So that reinforces 
me as a just a, a dude who, you know, liberty loving, yay entrepreneurship, blah blah blah. This little boy dying in England, and the the government saying no, mom and dad, you have no rights. We will take care of this. We'll do what we want. That to me is like George Orwell's 1984, and just reinforces my belief that like that's what happens when you get. Democrats. I charge. gotta read that book because it keeps coming up as a reference because I've never seen it. But the thing is that the government of UK, I, I would disagree with party politics because the government of UK is run by conservatives. I think that it's simply a state matter of this is what happens when you have really bureaucrats. It's a managerial state where you have bureaucrats, faces bureaucrats, one after the other who run things to keep the status quo. Well, like the government, they might be like conservatives now or right-leaning now. However, it's the socialized medicine aspect of it. Right. When, because, when, when the state runs your health care and, you know. That was the yeag. best. That boy, that little boy was the best press against socialized health care this country has had in forever. Cause and I'm, no one's talking about no it. no one's talking about it for a reason. Yeah. Well, it's even better than you would think because it really had nothing to do with resource allocation, which is usually why socialized medicine says no parents had the money the state because it's socialized medicine still felt they had the right to make the decision right that's exactly the terrifying right. part yeah yeah well i'm glad it's getting some attention now and i guess now they're going to try some experimental piece on that poor kid getting back to the president in poland what was the crowd chanting I think it was Trump and USA but it was really muffled that's what i read was it I donald it. trump or something I, like that I saw it was you know only the polls could ruin our chance. Um, but, you know, it's three syllables, people. No more than that. It was like 37 syllables. I'm like, this is destroyed. This is awful. But, and I am Polish, but I'm saying my people, no. There you go. Are, have you ever been to Poland? No. I'm only like 10% Polish. But my last name is Polish. Yeah. Hey, well, you could run for office there. I don't know. I'd love That's to go true. to Poland. You know, I'd Poland does not have a single left-wing elected member of their parliament. Wow, not a single left wing. How problem. many how many uh, immigrants are they taking from the Middle East in Poland? They're taking no refugees. No refugees. They have a lot of immigrants from Germany. A lot of German retirees moved to Poland because it's very cheap. Aha, that's where they have all their immigrants. A lot of it is is retirees from Russia and from from uh, from Germany. Ironically, they end up there anyway huh. um, after trying to invade them. <laughs> <so long. laughs> right. That's and and you say it as a joke. But it's true. But that is true. Yes. Like, why waste the money on, on a tanks war. and planes and a war when you can literally just move there yeah, just and change the culture? It's almost like someone else has figured that out as well. The Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that I think that um, I think that uh, the problem, actually, the biggest problem with Poland is not everyone talks about the refugees, the refugees, the refugees. This is like a little known fact about Poland. Poland has a birth rate of one point two children per woman. It's one of the lowest in the entire world. Okay. And they're saying, and demographers are saying that if things continue, there will be they will lose fifty percent of their population in the next forty years. So there's wow. a tremendous stress about how we're going to have new people come there because people are not having children. Russia had a similar problem after the Soviet Union collapsed. Their fertility rate was at 1.16. And Putin, everyone condemns him all the time, but this is something Putin did that was actually very successful. Putin realized that China was on its border in the east with a billion people on, with all their natural rich gold and oil and, and, and timber in the east part of Russia. And... Um, 
he was and Chinese were starting to move there and he was very afraid. So he put immediately put in um, uh, laws against Chinese moving to part, parts of Russia and he started um, giving out money prizes, bonuses. bonuses if you had children. Yeah, you got taxed, and then you, you you first you had to pay taxes if they were under eighteen, and then you started getting money. They have they have in parts of Russia a national fertility day where you get the day off from work, and if you have a kid nine months from that day, you get like fifty thousand dollars. Wow, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people probably sit there and plan. It so you time. get you get the big bonuses when the kid reaches eighteen. No, no, you get the bonuses the day they're born. Okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but the birth rate in Russia went from like one point one six to like one point eight, which is a humongous yeah. jump. I mean, yeah. it doesn't sound like a big jump, but that is to, to to reverse a decline is a very hard thing for most countries to do. So the fact that he did it is a tremendous step of what he's done as leader. Oh, I tell you, that's what seems like. It seems like Germany is overcorrected. Uh, England has overcorrected, Sweden, all of them. Yeah, they're like, France. oh no, we have a low birth rate. Let let these new people in, and it's not. I'm not. It's, I'm, I'm, I want to be abundantly clear here. I'm not talking about racial purity or any of that or bloodlines. Blah 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 blah. I'm I'm talking about people who don't believe in your system of government. Right. There's a great. There was a fabulous article. I don't remember where I read it, but back in the 1970s, there was a shortage of workers in both Germany and Japan. And Germany said, let's bring in Turks to work our, our, our farms in the yeah. summertime. Japan said, we're not bringing anybody in. We're going to build robots. Yes. And every summer in Germany, the, the suburbs burn. They burn the suburbs, the cars. And in Japan, the violence is so low, police don't have anything to do. Yes. I just read the best book. I'm sorry. You were, you no, were, no, no, no. That's not, that's not I thought. read – I love uh, science fiction. Yeah. And I love people who ponder because I think about it a lot. And I think this is how our country was born. Like – there weren't a lot of science fiction books around in the late 1600s. Yeah. Ben Franklin wrote erotica, not science fiction. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I think these these guys, and I, I literally, and I need to talk about this on stage more. Like, no one has time to ponder. No one has time to think about, if we do this, then this might happen. Right. Right? And back in the day, uh, John Adams, all those guys being farmers, they had all winter and, like, that's where our democracy was born. Like, John Adams and these guys kicking around, where do you think the Romans messed up? Where do you think, you know, the Greeks messed up? Well, if they, if I was in charge, I would have done this, blah, blah, blah. And then John Adams wrote this somewhat famous letter of, like, you need three systems, you need three equal branches, blah, blah, blah. It's always going to be – and that's and how America kind of got started. However, it's, what I love about science fiction is people ponder, well, what if this and what if that? And that's what I – Japanese, man, they are taking zero refugees, zero refugees, and the robotics are just going to, that is going to be ground zero for the huge robotics revolution. Well, yeah, people always say, like, I mean, Japan has some economic troubles and certainly a deflationary thing, but they have, everyone says Japan also is one of the lowest birth rates in the entire world, and it's, liberals constantly bring it up in America, well, you need to have more, we don't have more kids, so we got to have it. They're, all of these jobs, every one that they sit there and they say, well, who's going to pick our fruit? Guess what? Robots are going to. Who's going to do our clothes? Guess what? Robots are going to. Who's going to lay our roads? Ro there are already robots that can lay entire roads. Yes. There's robots that can build houses. These, this is, this is the, 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 the question America has that's different than Japan is how do we preserve low-skill laborers' integrity and give them work and how, what are we going to do going to the future as robotics are. 
The answer, though, which is what liberals seem to constantly come up with, and not just liberal, not just Democrats, but liberals, Republicans as well, is, oh, we'll just bring in more low and skilled immigrants. So you have everyone's everyone all of a sudden when Trump won, people are scratching their head saying, I wonder why working class whites are so miserable. Well, let's see. Um, their communities are being completely destroyed by a series of events, trade, drugs, all the rest of it. But there's only X amount of jobs. They're getting fewer and fewer every year. And we are importing low skill labor to completely conflict with them, drive down their wages and push them into a welfare state because it is more enticing than to work. You're going to take not only. Are you destroying their, their their ancestral neighborhoods and their towns and their cities and their children's future? But you are taking away their last ounce of pride, and then they're giving you a giant fu saying, hey, "Guess what? We're going to vote for Donald Trump." Michael Moore had it completely right when he that that famous speech about it, but he um because he understood it. But this is exactly the symptom of it. And Japan, they said we don't need a million people because guess what? A million a million children every single year because we'll educate the ones we have highly. We'll, we'll eliminate. We'll give welfare to whatever few we have. We're not going to import the entire world to us. We're not going to fight the entire world or invite the entire world. And robots will do everything else that we don't need. It is. I mean, there will always be a Japan, and there will not. There may not always be a Germany. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I think uh, will ultimately happen. Yeah, well, I think Germany's. You, go ahead. I was going to say, what did you think about the commentary coming out of the G20 that now Merkel is the leader of the free world? I, You know what? Pe- people keep saying that. I and- think drugs are bad and people need to stop using them. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's like a joke. It, it really is like a joke. Like, here's what I love about Trump, is that, he, that he can walk away from the table. That's, that's what I, that, that to me is, is leadership. Of him going, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that uh, my country's okay. Um, and then like I, I don't know how it's like this total false narrative that somehow a- Angela Merkel is in charge of of anything, and she's in charge of Germany. Uh, that's great. Yeah, Last time probably, I checked, yeah. Trump totally backed up NATO. He's like, hey, he even people wanted him to say like what that Article Five thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did it. And he's like, yeah, attack on and. and all of his policies, all they do is strengthen Europe. I, I don't see how, how – Did you how hear his dig in his speech though? Say what? Did you hear the dig in his speech? No. What are you saying? Oh, my God. It was so beautiful and so well tucked in there and I actually cried laughing when I read it. Um, something to the effect of he would like to thank Poland for being the first NATO member to actually live up to their financial commitment. That's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. I know, that but is... it was kind of like, are you listening, Germany? Are you listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to find your wallet now? You want to find your <laughs> wallet now? I be, it, what is? What is? Okay, Angela Merkel now the leader of the free world since Donald Trump became president. What is she doing with the crisis in Syria? Nothing. I mean, what is what is she doing about? The fact that the president of Turkey is becoming closer and closer to having a dictatorship, arresting journalists, closing free speech. I mean, having a proxy war with the Kurds. Turkey is, by the way, the most important foreign policy thing that's going on in the world right now. Why is she doing that? Nothing. There are more failed states around Europe right now than I think at any time in the last 100 years. Mm -hmm. There's a failed state in Iraq. There's a failed state in Syria. There's a failed state in Libya. There's a military state right now in Egypt. Um... And there are several other countries teetering on the border in a couple of these other places. They are all in Europe's backyard. 
what is she doing? What is this great world? Because I don't see her doing a single solitary thing. Well, she's letting them all move there. But this is virtue signaling. This is like high school bullies or or grammar school bullies with boys. When you do not love up to a certain way, they're going to call you a faggot. And they're going to say, we're taking your manhood away from you because you don't live up to our expectations. So the media is saying they're saying to Trump, well, you're not living up to our expectations. So you're no longer the world leader. Who gave them the authority to even make that statement? Who sits there and says, Jonathan Capehart, what is he going to say this morning? Because he has the authority to name somebody the world leader. Who are these people and how big are their egos to think who they are? That is the most amazing thing. Here's the wonderful part of it. Here's the good news in all of it. They are a little bit smaller every day. Yeah. They are, they're, they're, their power is waning. It's going away. People are are beginning to and it's the internet it's the internet it's twitter it's facebook it's it's podcasts it's all that right you know but, but the idea that they have they i do think that they genuinely believe that they believe that they have the authority to sit there and deem somebody the world leader. yes yeah that they are smarter that they are smarter than him they should ultimately be in charge oh, yeah. or people who think like them should be in charge and make the decisions for the greater yeah, good. it's the meritocracy has all the power in the world to sit there and deem it is absolutely. I, I think. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's once again. It's also. It's the guys who were probably called fags and bullied who are sitting now saying now they grew up and, and sitting there and saying, yeah. well, now I'm going to sit there and do it to the absolutely. president of the states. One hundred percent. I total. I could not agree with that more. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, before we forget, because we're we're off on tangents. I love it. We've we've talked about the downfall of Rome. We, we did hit on the, the Poland speech and the G20 and some wonderful, like, what is Angela Merkel uh, doing other than just, like... I'm sorry. If she was that powerful... It's a crap show. If she was that powerful, she'd have gay guys designing her clothes and naming her and not lesbians, <laughs> okay? Have you seen the way she looks? Yeah. Yeah. The mirrors are broken in Germany. <laughs> um, so but, uh, we should talk about the poll right now. We should do the poll results. We're coming in... We're at like uh, 26 minutes into this hour-long fiesta of fun. We should talk about the poll results. Well, yes, and and Ryan touched on it a little bit when he was talking about Roman history and getting a couple bottles of wine and a loaf of bread, um, as well as when he was talking about low-skilled labor, because the other solution the Democrats seem to love, even though it's an absolute disaster, is raising the minimum wage. So we decided to ask, and that was another big thing last week, and another place did it, and then I think it was, was it Kansas said St. Louis, you can't, like now, yeah. I think it's in Kansas that cities within the state can't set their own minimum yeah, wage because crushed. they've seen the bad that it does in places like Seattle. So, I know, I know, but then they tried to hold them up today. How Seattle's leading the nation regarding yeah. minimum wage? So, really, so our poll idea was like, fewer people what, what's work? our? Awesome. We we're proposing a minimum minimum wage of what? Uh, One thousand five hundred. A fifth, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars an hour, but for very specific jobs. So the <laughs> first a. choice was Michael Moore's. This is the dietitian. first time I'm hearing this, by the way. So this is my genuine the reaction. Second choice, <laughs> the second choice. <laughs> hmm. Fifteen hundred dollars. The hour. second choice is Lena Dunham's best They're friend. Underpaid. Go ahead. And fifteen hundred dollars an hour. Oh, I'll pull those. And the last um, one was Christy <laughs> O'Donnell's therapist. I 
Rosie O'Donnell, what? I grew up watching her on TV. She what? always has a soft spot, even if she's a nut job. But, uh, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, poor Rosie. Okay, I'm here's, and I have not seen the results. Yeah, yeah. $1,500 an hour to be Michael Moore's dietitian. That's going to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. Yes, that's gonna no win. way. No way. Okay. Lena Dunham is going to win. Lena Dunham's best friend. Okay. That has got to be an exhausting job. Oh, I think it's a Because, like, with Michael Moore's dietitian, you see him, what, once a week, well, maybe? You're not his, you're not, like, his personal chef. That yeah, would be that's, hell on earth. That's, that's, I, I still say that that's probably Lena Dunham's best friend. Well, Lena Dunham's best friend, I mean, it's probably these exhausting moments of just self-analyzing and a lot of crying. I mean, that's probably a lot of Lena Dunham is. Yeah. Uh, Let's go get tattoos. Yes, Look yes. at me naked. Yes. Aren't I wonderful? Yeah. Doesn't this sound like real dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, so what's the Well, we always we always do put a fourth choice of other, which allows people who follow us and interact with us to tell us what, what their answer again? would was, be if we didn't was sit on the Rosie O'Donnell's therapist. So just to call out like Rosie O'Donnell's therapist. So our good friend Schadenfreudlich also goes by Aggie. She decided CNN's yeah. PR dude probably earned $1,500 an hour last week. Um, also, Acosta's anger management therapist. Yeah. That is one angry dude now that the camera's not on him. Our own Lisa the Geek Mom uh, offered up Ashley Judd's It's, it's a vagina. reference to the Woman's March. My vagina bleeds. Oh, okay. Um. She's the free bleeder. Yeah, whatever that. Ugh. Um, Robert Cribbs decided Al Gore's personal alternative energy planner deserved an increased rate. Uh, and Dan Miklos offered Hillary's attorney when Suzanne also <laughs> added Bill's intern. So that was some of the feedback we got from our followers. I just kind of picked and choose. So thank you for participating. But the winner is... Really? Yet people can't stand Lena right. Dunham. Lena Dunham's BFF. They just, it's its yep. a knee jerk. It's like my Cannot. uncle, God Even rest his soul, when he would just hear the name Jane Fonda. He just, boom, just set him off. Lena Dunham is close to that. Wow. Yeah. And Lena Dunham didn't do herself any favors. She's a little tough. Uh, I love the poll, and I love the, the guesswork of it, and just, you know, it's a good... You know where where we are uh, culturally, and I, I think I'm two for two oh, on wow. these. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you were you were two for two, and you know the Democrats keep wanting to use Lena Dunham as like a spokesperson for the the generation known as millennials, no, and I just not. don't. She's think not going to work out. She's for not them. like the spokeswoman for them, and yeah, like old people. If you're not in the generation, I don't think you can say you're the spokesman for the generation. Yeah, and I just think that it's uh, – I don't think that generations have spokesmen. In gen- I think it's a stupid term in general. I mean, Bob Dylan, was he really the spokesperson of that generation? No. no. I mean, he really wasn't. Maybe they're putting her out there to yeah. attract that age group. Maybe spokesperson was the wrong thing, but they think by having her in their ads for Planned Parenthood and speak, their ads for Hillary Clinton, yeah, and she all does this, speak to a certain group of people who would go to think, Planned Parenthood. But I just don't think that 
I just think that it's just I don't know. I just I I think that it, yeah. It, I think it's wishful thinking on the part of people who really don't know anymore. Exactly. Else. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the people who go, oh boy, we need um, more exactly. uh, Republicans, so we should go to college campuses and give away T-shirts. Yeah. Like that is never going to do it. The same people on the left go, ooh, I bet if we got Lena Dunham to be in a PSA, uh, that would really get the base going. No, it wouldn't. And like, do, do you hear about what she did with her dog? Yes, I heard that story. That's horrifying. <laughs> that she would turn the dog into. That, That's horrifying. She, that she, that she oh my god. No, after <laughs> Give four years, right? It's not like she picked up the dog and after three weeks it didn't work out. She used this dog on Instagram. She used this dog on Twitter. She has tons of pictures of that dog on the set of girls. If it was so freaking aggressive and biting everybody exactly. and, and on everything, I read her her why open did she bring it to, to the her set? friends and her fans about why she did it. And I think she didn't give oh the dog to a friend for purely selfish reasons. That she couldn't live with Because then she wouldn't, because like if her friend had it, then she'd go to her friend's house and she'd see her dog and it would make her sad. This is why it she's would a, make her, this like, is why it's so a perfect, that's why this, this is why this is, she's a perfect spokesperson for Planned Parenthood. I'm going to abort my kid because I couldn't possibly imagine it living without me. That is a, <laughs> that she's a perfect spokesperson for Planned Parenthood. Am I right? That's exactly. I can't. I can't laugh. Oh my dog's got to go to the pound because I can't get. No, it no, yeah, you else. are absolutely right. That's the same mentality. A right, a lot. I think about this, and ultimately, having a baby, you, 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 you're a, you're a woman. You're single. You find yourself pregnant, and then it it, it is literally an inconvenience. That's how selfish you are. You're like, mm-hmm. I'd have to get different clothes. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go to these things. Yep. It's just not convenient. And yeah, even I... if they, do you want to give it up for adoption, there, there's going to be nine months where my life is going to be really it, – it's an inconvenience. Yeah, I don't know about the clothes. I think people sit there and they say – I mean, I don't know. I've never had a baby. But um, but I think that I think that a lot of women sit there and say, this is not how my life is supposed to go. I think a lot of it is that. I'm saying even if they even if they chose adoption, like well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. have have the baby and then I'm gonna give it away. First of all, I'm yeah I'm gonna miss it. How can it live without me? It's gonna miss me. Yada yada yada. And then there's gonna be nine months that it's gonna be brutal. I'm gonna get fat. I don't want stretch marks. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go to these doctors' meetings. There's gonna be vitamins. Nah, I should kill it. I just yeah I don't think I think there's a lot probably more thought of. No, that's it. Than that is child. <laughs> I think that's it. I don't know. You know, it's. I think a lot of it. They don't believe. I, I. I think a lot of it is viewing the whole world from their point of view, not the child's. Of, you know, I don't know. I think. I think a lot of it's that. I always think that you sit there and say like, um, uh, imagine like imagine you can't have your favorite thing ever again. Like you can't have. You'll never experience morning coffee. Or whatever the hell you you really really like, take that away from you. Now take every other thing away from you. That's what you're doing to a child. You're taking all the things that even if it, even if you don't know how their life's gonna be, or or they might not be in a great place, there are moments of pleasure that they get throughout that their life that they would have that you're take you're robbing them of every single solitary thing. I don't know. I think it's a very complex issue that people bring it down to, and and I think it gets lost in the arguments of being pro life choice or whatever. Well, 
my entire view of Planned Parenthood—that's a different—that's a different subject. Planned Parenthood. So that Planned Parenthood is a is a joke. Is an absolute joke. When well, it it kind of goes to the whole attitude of the primary procedure they offer, right? When she can sit on a Katie Couric interview and say, well, I had three children and I got pregnant with the fourth and yeah. it just wasn't the right thing to do. It was the easiest decision to make. I just, I just killed it. Uh, like I watched that interview and my blood pressure like really yeah. like elevates. <laughs> it makes me so angry. How can you say you're the head of an organization that purports to help yeah, plan parenthood and, and you whole, didn't even plan your own? The whole organization own. is a farce. If you got the extra <laughs> money. Like, like, chef, this is my what? favorite meal McDonald's. You're like, really? Uh, <laughs> really? If you've got the money to throw around to back political candidates, then you've got the money to buy a freaking mammogram machine. They keep talking about these women's health services that they give. They don't They don't have – they have barely – Most don't offer. Yeah, most right? Really don't. Yes, and they're like, oh, we have prenatal care, which is literally like a prepackaged yeah. thing of vitamins. It's horrible. Okay. Um, no, you so don't. Lena Dunham wins the poll. And yeah. what, her taking that dog back. Oh, my gosh. That poor dog. That poor dog. Although you probably got off easy. I'm a lifetime with Lena Dunham. I mean, really? <laughs> and he went to a no-kill yeah, shelter. But God bless um, that particular Okay, the big Trump-Putin so. meeting. The yeah. big that's the bus supposed to be the end all be all. I I, I swear Trump goes, uh, hey guy, um, don't go meddle in our elections. That's what he said, hey guy. And that's what he said. Hey, hey, and then Putin's like, hey comrade. Trump's I... also Canadian. Hey you guy, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and Putin's like, I don't think we did it. And and Trump's like, come on guy, you totally did that, eh? And Putin's like, I don't think we did. You might want to check with your people. And so. It so Trump can't push it any farther. He 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 came at he came at the guy twice, and like you're having a private meeting, you're like, okay, I'm not going to get anywhere with that. Yes, yeah. It's like hitting on a girl or hitting on a person, and you go at them, and they're like, not interested. You're like, hey, but I got this, that, and this, and they go, not interested. You go, you know what? I'm going to have to just let this go for right now, and talk about some other stuff. I'll come back to it later. And all of these, all the criticisms people are giving uh, Trump now, like, oh, he didn't push it. He didn't push it. Like, what do you want him to do? Punch Although, him out? When he, Obama like, punches? I, I believe this was when Obama was in Peru, and uh, he said, they said, did you bring this up to Putin? And he said, no, I'm, we're past that subject. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and no other... one was like, oh, well, that makes sense. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, like, Obama's other uh, confrontation with Putin was like, cut it out. Yeah, that was the whole entire – that was the yeah. whole thing. And I mean there is literally nothing – but there is nothing that Trump can do on this issue. There is nothing. There is, there is nothing that he could possibly do. He could have punched Putin in the face and they would still have not liked it. There is nothing – because that's their way of getting back at the 2016 election. Yes. Is, is, and Russia meddled – now it's they, – they've dropped the word hacked. Right. Right? Because that – that would that would imply that they got into the voting machines. They actually changed votes. So now it's meddled. Yeah, they meddled. We gotta we gotta strict sanctions because they meddled. When literally when we influence their elections, it's or on the other countries' election. It's on the cover of Time magazine, and we're heroes. Like yay, how the Yanks helped Boris Yeltsin win. It's like 
It's insane. Or how Teddy Kennedy begged Russia to help the Soviets, not or, even just Russia, the Soviets to meddle in the election in 19, I think it was 1980, 1980, 1976. Yes. Yes. Begged them. On a stage. Yeah. And and then Obama yeah. literally bust people into Israel. And Hillary Clinton and Palestine, <laughs> to Palestinian try to land. I mean, this, this feigned... Libya. It's, she just destroyed Libya. <laughs> I mean, this feigned like naivete that the press now has to put on that world governments don't meddle in the election. It, it really is. And I love I love watching the Jim Acostas of the world just lose their minds. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can't do it. He, well, he, he, he can't I, I tried to ask a question, anymore. and and then he asked a he uh, answered a question from a, a right wing news guy. It's it's, it's fake news. It's fake. <laughs> Losing his I mind. Oh oh, it's a great clip. I miss that. Jim Acosta dies just in darkness. It. I can't. It's just I I try. Oh my and the god, whole thing it was is fake hysterical. News. It's it's a fake news conference. <laughs> like wow, and you it's work like, for a CNN. Yes. And it was like the, the second oh, it, question went oh, to somebody I, from like MSNBC. It's like he asked a, a conservative outlet, he gave a question to a conservative outlet, and then he gave a question to like MSNBC or some other very liberal station. Yes, it, it's while great. And, and just a, a little Joe from, and Mika update because I do watch. I watch. I oh, I it's unwatchable. It's oh, no guy. It is the train wreck. You're, you're watching. Do you remember that show uh, Smash on NBC? I've never seen it. But oh, it was the best. The it was the of one, right? Yes. Yeah, I've never seen it. It was the best show ever. That canceled two seasons. Because they were trying so hard to be good, and it was awful. Oh, really? And so, yeah, it's, it's – uh, maybe it's – It's about Marilyn Monroe. It's music about oh, Marilyn Monroe. That was dude, it, right? dude, if you ever get a chance, watch it. It is the worst show and it had some really talented people I mean, that on was it. The, that was the best part. Oh. I loved it. And so it's not like schadenfreude where – but there's got to be a German name for it. When someone's <laughs> – It's when, so bad there has to be something German <laughs> named after it. Some German word to describe how I'm feeling because things are awful. <laughs> this it's, is where – it's why we have a country called Germany. The yeah. best part is like they were trying so hard. It's like no, this is there's no element of tongue in cheek. There's no element of irony. It's just they're trying really hard, and it's that bad. And that's Joe and Mika. And it's like to, that's why I love it. Do you know, I, I, I met Joe and Mika. I went to an. Oh, this is really right? 2012 in New Hampshire. I went to a MSNBC Fox News mixer party after the New Hampshire primary the day before, rather. And it was uh, Chris Matthews, Joe Mika, uh, the entire morning Joe cast, Willie Geis, all of them, um, and uh, and um, and who else was there from Fox? Megan Kelly. Hello. And um, who's the guy with the good teeth? Brett Bear. Brett Bear was there. Uh, Brett Bear has the nicest set of teeth I've ever seen in my entire life. I care a lot about dentistry. He's got an amazing set of teeth. So um, we're there, and I was talking to um, uh, former Michael Steele. Nicest man on the planet. He's been on the show. Nicest man on the planet. Uh, and I'm talking to Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews 
once in a while, Chris Matthews has gems that he just throws out. That Absolutely. Are just brilliant. I'm like, Absolutely. So I walked up to Chris Matthews and I said to Chris Matthews, I said, I said, you know, Mr. Matthews, nice to meet you. I, I said, I'm a Republican. And but there are sometimes you say the most. And I said, this is what you said. I think that was just straight brilliant. And we talked and we talked with nice conversation. Five minutes. And he goes, you should buy my book. I go, really? You're peddling merchandise to me right now. I was like, <laughs> you've got nothing else. But I walked up to Joe Mika. Joe. Talk, 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 talk. Nice. Mika couldn't be bothered. Ice Queen. Sa- Ice Queen. Ice Sapphire Queen. stuff. They're all watching the Alabama football green members screen. Roll Tide. Mika just sitting there on a Blackberry, hanging out, being there. But what it, being in the most reclused area of the entire yes. little party. It wasn't a big yes. party. I don't know how I got a ticket to it. But most recluse thing couldn't even though it's all it's all basically media people couldn't be bothered to be there one bit that chick has got to be exhausting exhausting and that's why i love watching joe chase her and chase her and woo her and writing love songs don't make me beg and they actually dude they show the video on the morning show and it's just and he's going to he's he got her now (laughs) now he's trapped it's just, it's just gonna this get so much This is his third marriage, though, so who knows? Probably not that trap. Right, and it's well, it's gonna be her. It's gonna be her second. She was with a dude for like twenty six years. Yeah, but he's but he, every ten years, I think he changes them. But the but what was the funniest thing was I was with Ann Coulter like the following day, or whatever. And I, said, I was just with Joe Mika, and, and I said, I just I was like, um, I said, did you ever see Joe during the twenty twelve election? I said, did you see Joe Scarborough play in a band with Mike Huckabee? And Ann Coulter was like. Oh dear God! Thank God I never saw that. Don't ever show me. She's like, I can't. I don't have the ears for that. But uh, but yeah, but it is it is they're, what they're doing on morning television. I mean, their show is literally unwatchable at this point. And I used to watch every day. Okay, it's since Trump tweeted out about her facelift and the blood and blah blah blah. Uh, they have changed. Oh really? Oh, it's it's fun. They are now, and I think this is this is probably Joe, and this is what CNN should be doing. They're trying to make it seem just more like news. They've they've really backed off on the personal assaults because quite they were a bit. Per, they were his friend. Like they hung out. They went to yes. parties with him. And then it was the cons. Kellyanne is her saying that Kellyanne said Kellyanne Conway told her she wanted to take a shower. It was a lot of personal like jabs, yeah. and it just made you feel like it's your neighbor who built like a fence too, but much bigger than yours, <laughs> and then you just hate them. And it's just very. It was a very odd thing, and. It, and it wasn't the type of questions they were asking. Like, so now, Willie, you tell us why you hate Trump as well. And like, it yeah. was never there was never somebody who could de- like brought on to defend him. It's very odd. It has a show. real weird like Hamptons vibe it was to very it. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. But they are trying to, and I'll watch it again tomorrow. It seems like they're trying to be more uh, news driven and less personal assaults, which I I'll applaud them for. And that's all CNN has to do. And I like I did this video. So it's um, a fire, like 500 of their contributors, so they have about yes. a million at this point. Yeah. Yes. CNN has to, and this is like my my fix for them, and it's our, I do vlogs every week, uh, loftusparty.com, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not, everyone needs the fourth estate. Everyone loves the idea of freedom of the press. Everyone. We're a, we're a better society for it. However, when we recognize just you're wrapping up your opinion and calling it a new show, and that's what you're devoting 90% of your programming to, the American people are going to call BS on that. 
Yeah, I. All I, they have to do is do the news. I'm a, I'm obviously a writer, and I have a lot of opinion in my articles. But I was writing a news piece recently. That was a strict news piece, and it was a breaking news piece. And I had to have two editors go over, and they were like, "Here's your opinion. Got to get rid of this. Here's your opinion. Got to get." Rid of and I had to just strip my opinion, and I had to sit there and spend a lot of time stripping my opinion. So like, here's just the facts. Give it to them. But there, and there are very few people who do that at all anymore. Yes. I mean, there's literally, I could probably name on one hand journalists I sit there and I try as hard as I can. Jennifer Jacobs, I always mention her from Bloomberg. She's brilliant and she just gives out the news. Uh, but there's very, but Maggie Haberman, when she worked in political, was a fabulous journalist. And when Trump got elected, she lost her mind. I don't know what the hell's going on. She, I mean, she's just lost her mind. What do you think of Cheryl Atkinson? I don't know off the you word. Need to be, you need to get, become familiar with uh, my pal Cheryl Atkinson. But she has a. Uh, she was a former. Uh, worked at CNN. Worked at CBS. Uh, started CBS. had a few early. Thank criticism. God I didn't say she was a crazy bitch and just sit there and assume <laughs> that he hated her. And I said I'm not familiar with her work. I had to give her an honest answer. <laughs> she she calls. She's very fair. Is she? she? Oh my goodness! And then she was coming out when uh, the Obama administration about- was up to some some high drinks. And Ben Rhodes' brother, who ran CBS, is like, "You're out of here, lady." Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's not about. It's not a matter of just being fair. It's let your audience mm-hmm. af- create their own opinion. Yes. Let, that is the one thing that I appreciate more about journalists. Let you put out the news and let me just sit there and decide. Don't sit there and tell me how I should think, because then I'm really going to be pissed off. And I think that's what all Americans despise. Yeah. I think that's one of the great things that unites us. As a culture, yeah, yeah, and and a country is that don't tell me, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's like how this country filled up. People were tired of being bossed around in Ireland, so the Irish came over. People were tired of being bossed around in Italy and being. That was really our downfall. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But seriously, and then when you felt like there was too many bossy people in Boston or St. Louis, you just started moving west. Yeah. I'm going to get away from all these rules. Yes, yeah, I yeah. love it. We're like a society of people who don't like. Don't don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to think. Yeah, and that's what the media and the media cons, and the the, con, the media doesn't understand that, and they don't. And it's amazing why they don't understand why they're disliked. I tweeted the other day somebody from uh, MSNBC or CNN. Oh no, no, Chris Zilla from Washington Post said the media doesn't take sides. We're not rooting for, for anybody. For the billionth we're, time, we're not, media doesn't take sides. We're not rooting for anybody. And I just I re, I retweeted him. I said, no one believes you. Stop embarrassing yourself. And then he does, OMG, 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 when the when it appeared like the Polish uh, prime minister's wife. Yes. Dissed. Oh, I'm not taking anyone's side. I'm not trying. For the billionth time, we don't take sides. Oh, my God. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's not taken aside. Good lord. Um, well, and then that whole oh my god it. was to be fair, the last a long time for the Washington Post. Yes, exactly. That is what, if you're, what um, Ben Jacobs, who got body slammed by the congressman from Montana, mm-hmm. couldn't have happened to a worse person. Um, he he. This is what he did. I, this is why when Trump says there has to be a, a different differences and changes in um in the way we do laws for news. I worked in politics for ten years. I worked in the media for three. I my I've had bosses who went to jail and died in jail in politics. I would trust them before I trust anyone in the media because there's no rules on them. Ben Jacobs tweeted Trump gave a speech when he was campaigning late 
October, I believe, or September. Trump tweeted, we're going to bring justice, or Trump said, I had a speech, we're going to bring justice back the old-fashioned way at the ballot box. Ben Jacobs reported, we're gonna, Trump said, we're going to bring, uh, we're gonna bring uh, justice back the old-fashioned way. Duh. Yeah. End of it. Yeah. And people are tweeting pictures of the Klan. Yes. And that's their reaction, because that's what you would run to. Uh, Washington Post person, who I don't remember his name, but I've reported on him before, he said Trump was giving a speech on immigration and then segued to drugs, to heroin, and said, we're going to stop the, that poison from coming across the border. The guy reported, during a discussion on immigration, Trump said, we're going to stop the poison from coming across the border. Mealy, your head jumps to he's talking about right. Yeah. They yeah. are inciting people and purposely inciting people. Talk about Russians meddling with elections. Mm -hmm. This is meddling with people's minds and creating hatred among your own citizens. This is disgusting. And this is, I mean, sinister to the top level. And and they know it. They absolutely know it. And they're yes. totally okay with it. Yes. I tell you, you, you've said it. And it's so great to hear it because my brain, it's the exact same way. It is more sinister what what NBC did with the um, the Dateline tapes. Which one were those? The one that Trump's like, you can grab him by the pussy. Oh, yes. They knew they had it. They waited. They waited. And they tried to influence the election. See, you know, I don't even... I, I have a worse influence. Because, because here's the deal. NBC didn't come out with those. They gave them to another reporter. They gave uh, them to a third party. Why is that? But I'll, give, I'll give a worse instance. And remember this. CNN. Remember that girl who got, that guy who got killed in Boston and his sister was sitting there and, and they were rioting in, ba in Baltimore, rather. They were rioting in Baltimore. And she, CNN ran with a story saying she had a call for peace. And she was saying, uh, don't go burn the suburbs. Don't, 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 don't yeah, attack yeah, the yeah, cities. Yeah, yeah. And what she said to her was a, Go burn the suburbs, burn that shit down, burn like the white people's houses down. Yeah. They cut that and said that she was a peacemaker. Yeah. For what reason? Why? What What would happen if you just told people the truth? What are you so scared about? Yes, and that's what I think. And this is like the next level of attack. This has been so much fun and so eye-opening and wonderful that now they're going after – Cheryl Ackerson has this great book. She's got another one out now, and I'm. Uh, I have to pick this lady up. Yeah. Oh, she's fantastic. Um, but her first book talks about like how they establish uh, the narrative, and you know, blah blah blah, and then just repeat these catchphrases. They're now going after Trump uh, voters and Trump supporters. That like we are coming. At, we are the media. We are coming with you with with a reasonable argument that you are refusing to believe. So you are an idiot. So. There's, they're going to stigmatize anybody, and they're, and what are we? How many months into the Trump uh, presidency are we? Six, seven, yeah. yeah. And it's like they're that is their next uh, wave of attack. Well, the well, the interesting thing is Scott. Oh God, he got his man, the Gilbert, the Gilbert cartoonist, Scott Adams. Adams, yeah, really smart, smart guy. He's Adams, a, he's Adams. like a link, a professional linguist, or picks out words and what words mean, whatever. Yeah. And after Trump's inauguration. He said, you're going to hear the media repeat the word dark a lot. And every time Trump's give a speech that gets in the way of their agenda, anything pro-Western, anything pro-America, anything nationalist sounding, the word dark is immediately used across every media. Outlet. It was amazing when he did his inaugural address. 
and how it, I, and I have a, a photograph of dark, it. Dark, very dark, dark, very dark, very dark, 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 yes. dark, dark, dark. Scott dark. Adams said it right after it happened, he's like, wait for the meeting, he's gonna say dark 100 times. Who was that guy? We lost, we lost him to cancer. Um, Christopher Hitchens. I saw a clip of him back in like 2004, maybe, or maybe the late 90s, going, here's what's gonna happen. Uh, jihadis and Islamic extremists are going to flood across Europe. And if you criticize them, they will call you an Islamophobe. And everyone laughed. It was like, all, not as much laughter as Ann Coulter got when she said Trump will be elected. Yeah. But he goes, no, no, there's this new word. They've just made it up. Islamophobe. And they will use it, and they will use it to attack yeah, you. And it's crazy. Yeah. He's one of these guys, I, I have to believe, he's one of those guys who had the time to sit around and ponder. You know, like if this happens, then that will happen, and there's a very good chance that this will happen. Yeah, I think the Hitchens brothers, because there's Peter, his brother, who I think is actually smarter than Christopher was, but um, but yeah, they, I mean, they, they, he was right about a lot of those things. I mean, and you know what the problem was with Christopher is because I think he was much brighter. If he wasn't just the atheist guy, he could have been yes. respected a lot more. Across absolutely, the board. yeah, absolutely. Because I only knew him from so the, the God the, is in the, the real books, stuff like that. Yeah, and I would watch um, Bill Maher's show, his good show, uh, politically incorrect, politically, politically incorrect, which was just a great idea, a wonderful show. He never should have been fired. I wish that show was still on. Yeah. That was um, something that, like, as a country, we were better for. And I'm not even kidding. Because he never stacked it. And it was so it's, – it's so I, – I, I, one of the things that I despise about, like, CNN and MSNBC and blah, 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 is when they just so blatantly stack it. Our panel's here to discuss it coming up. And it's like seven liberals, one Trump supporter with a microphone that doesn't work at the time. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, well, this is this is just and Anna Navarro for the fifth time today having a complaint. <laughs> and it's like Anna, watching, watching. tell us why your burnt Starbucks coffee is Trump's fault. <laughs> and she just rants. And it's this is entertainment. It's horrible, but I I love that old show. Um, I never really watched it that much. I was too young. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Politically Incorrect was a was a good one. That yeah. was a great show. You know it was very smart on that show? I was so close with uh, uh, Frazier. Um, Chelsea... Chelsea uh, Grammer. Chelsea Grammer. Chelsea Grammer. Yeah. He, was, uh, he, was, he used to say a lot of very, very bright things. Oh, show. absolutely. Yeah. And and people were getting along and having a discourse, and it, it, was, it was good. And uh, shame on Bill Maher now for what he's doing on HBO because he's totally... He's just, you know, it's the same thing. It's it's four liberals beating up. No, on... I I think Bill Maher's fairer than most. I do. I think that he's fair. I, I truly do think. I think if you look at who has been trying to copy the Bill Maher, just John Stewart really was a copy of the Bill Maher. Bill Maher was around first before any of these people were, and people who copied their his shtick, uh, the Samantha Bees, the Jennifer John Oliver's, the, well, the the Trevor Noahs. They don't do it nearly half as good or honestly as Bill does. I do give him more credit than I give. Any well, here's here's the deal. Bill was completely into it. Yeah, like from Jump Street. Yeah, when he was when he a buddy of mine was a comic knew him down in Texas back in the day, and Bill's like, I'm gonna go to New York. Comedy Central's picking up the show where I'm talking about politics, blah blah blah. And my buddy, uh, who will remain nameless, was like, I'll let me go, let me go. 
and Bill's like, I can't bring people with me. I'll be a writer. I'll write jokes. You know, I'm funny. I'm a stand-up. We know each other. I can't do it. I can't do it. I will get coffee. I'll get coffee. I'll do anything. Like the, the old show business. Just And Bill Maher's like, well, if you end up in New York, right, all the way from wherever the hell, like Dallas or whatever, if you end up in New York, I might give you – I'll give you a job as like a gopher. Okay. And my buddy went. Ended up uh, just getting the donuts and the coffee, doing whatever. Started pitching jokes, got some jokes on the show. Then uh, a year later was a, a writer on the show. And then when it got picked up by ABC, he went with the show. He got a career out of it. I mean, yeah. it's like really the American dream, you know, rags to riches, riches thing. Yeah. And, I, and I have to, in Bill's defense, and I've met him a couple times, whatever, whatever. I think there's probably, I don't think he could recreate that show on on hbo because abc would sue him but they're but, like you can't do that you have to repackage it but. right but bill also is the only one of the liberals who will sometimes go off the reservation bill will defend Yiannopoulos, and bill will sit there and talk about islam in the worst ways no one trevor noah would never in a million years get off the reservation trevor trevor who's a friend of mine yes is not into american politics how did he get the job? He just got the job. He just he auditioned and got the job. Yeah. And he fit a uh, and this is a we're, we're it's maybe I don't know we might, we might have to edit this one because now it's it, not that it wasn't interesting before but this is like insights to this kind of yeah. thing. I met Trevor. I was doing stand up in South Africa. I met him right before I went down. I came back. We're buddies. And he came to America. He was like the biggest stand up in South Africa. The biggest stand-up. He had fives of tens of fans crowded in a room. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. He could walk into any car dealership and leave with a brand new car and not have to pay. Yeah. He could walk into the A brand new st- car in South Africa is 1989 Ford pickup truck. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Like Jaguars. Yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, he wanted to be famous. Um, he moved to America to, to be in television and film and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And the first thing he hit was uh, was Comedy Central. Right. And I think they when they had to do such a massive reset after Jon Stewart, who's into politics, right. who genuinely loves, loves it. it yes. And you can tell it. You can't fake that kind of right. thing. And like Trevor is like an actor who's been cast in this thing, and it was brilliant by Comedy Central, because like, okay, if he fails, well, we gave it a shot, and then we'll bring in the next person so they can kind of stick with him. But yeah, Trevor's an actor, man. Yeah, okay. he's He's not, I mean... I'm sure he'll, he's a very talented dude. I genuinely like him as a human being, and he will get better and better and better at it, and he'll, he'll have more uh, opinions. Uh, however... Is his ratings down, though? I think their ratings are coming back up. Okay. It's fun to watch. It's fun to I watch. watch the one that I'm... Uh, the other thing, as well as Joe and Mika, the one that I'm keeping my eye on, is... Why watch Comedy um, Central when you have Joe and Mika? I mean, it's just laughable. It's probably funnier, actually. It, I tell you. Um... Uh... Stephen Colbert. I, Stephen Colbert did that thing about Trump and Putin and the cock holster yeah. and the whole thing, and his ratings went up, 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 and Jimmy Fallon, like, lost, started losing to him for the first time in the history of... Uh, NBC. Of, NBC. Yeah. yeah. However, I know, America's sick of it, and now Fallon's back up on yeah. top. So there is hope, and it's like, and that has to be so frustrating for the people at CNN and the people at Comedy Central and the... And the Viacoms and all that to like they want to shift the way America thinks so fast, right? And and we're going to be slow to do it. However, uh, the bad news is 
and we're gonna have to wrap this up here. Uh, the bad news is, what will the next generation do? Right. Right. Because you can look back at like Americans' opinion on 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 gay marriage, and pop culture does define politics. You can look back to shows uh, like when Will and Grace came on the air and Fun Funny, and like almost overnight. Almost overnight, America's like, okay, we're cool with this, yeah. you know, and they, that's a huge shift. Yeah, but it was, it was, it's more than just that one. Yes, every person was a part of it. Yes, Will and Grace, but yes, also the AIDS crisis was over. Was, yeah. So all the things happened at the right formula. The one good thing, if you said the next generation, I wrote a great article about this on RedAlertPolitics.com. RedAlertPolitics.com. Uh, yes, yes. I hear that's a great website. So there's Generation Z, which is what the generation are. Um, they. Have a they don't watch Yay. television like like any like older generations do. They're not really controlled by big corporations like older generations do. They have YouTube celebrities, and you have a series of YouTube celebrities from um, PewDiePie, yeah, who lost all his sponsorships because he went off the reservation and continues to do so. You have um, people like, but they're coming back now because he still has this massive audience. Um, you have people like Shiwan Head. You have people. Uh, there's a bunch of gamers who have these humongous, humongous followings who are cultural libertarians, and they are different. And you have, uh, oh, God, who's that? Tra Blair White, who's a, tra a conservative tranny. Yeah. Um, you have a bunch of people that these have these gigantic, enormous internet followings who do not sign up for this. I mean, and you have a few people, like you have that, uh, you have that uh, gay kid, Trev uh, Trevor, something or other, whatever his name is. Anyway, but you have, but and he's super politically correct and everything, but the rest of them really are rebelling against it. And polling does suggest, though, that our, that Generation Z is more conservative than millennials. But it's also what they grew up and what they, what they, what they dealt with. I mean, my generation, when I was growing up, we had George W. Bush who we were protesting the Iraq War. So it is a, it is a different, it is a different cultural shift. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Um, we're gonna wrap this one up. This is, this has been a lot of fun. I know. It's very rare. I mean, I'm always entertained. I always have a blast. But I actually felt like I might have accidentally learned some stuff oh, today. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do some Michaeltopias. Gypsy. All right, fantastic. I'm glad. I'm gonna re. I'm okay, gonna rehash I got mine. something we already talked about. So I'm gonna cheat. In the real world, there's a bunch of crazy laws and rules we have to live by. Don't make any sense. But in Michaeltopia, there's a different set of rules, different set of laws. So, uh, Stacy, go ahead. What do you got for Michael Topia? In Michael Topia, if you're going to have an event and create a hashtag, it has to be actually. Do tell. It has to be actually what your event is about. Well, they're doing another women's march. These are not women's marches. There's a much longer hashtag that actually describes what that march is. And it's the hashtag pro-abortion, anti-gun, pro-sharia, anti-Semitic, third-wave, intersectional feminism march. So I think every women's march quote tweet go. is er, tweet is That's get a good one. You just gave me another idea for my Michaeltopia. In Michaeltopia, if some dumb bitch says she's going to wage jihad against Donald Trump, uh, we believe her. Okay? I don't want to sit and, and, and like, oh, what does she mean by jihad? What did Linda really? No, she's like it's a jihad against this administration and Donald. I'm gonna go ahead and believe that it's the bad jihad. 
as opposed to the good free ice cream for everybody. Yeah, the jihad. ice cream jihad that we've all had to deal with. Imagine the jihad against the media, how they would have reacted. Oh, uh, my lord. Um, my, uh, my, my rule for oh my god! you have to read an article before you share it online. <laughs> you are not allowed to share an article without actually reading it first. What happened? Just in general, <laughs> where I see morons constantly sharing because they read the headline, like, did you get to the third paragraph? Because <laughs> I can't say you have to, uh, a headline has to be accurate because that's, then everyone stop writing, but you have to read the article before you have that was the one oh we don't have it we don't have the time we don't have the time but that was the one that was driving me crazy by stephen hayes his little uh thing yesterday how trump got embarrassed by putin and i read that article twice and i'm like what are you doing like what are you what are you what i don't know what he was trying to do it's like he's like one of these people like well i guess trump didn't punch putin so he's an embarrassment i don't know (laughs) Anyway, a great show. Ryan, thank you so much for being on with us today. Thank that you. book again is the Russia one, the Roman one. Roman one, yes. The, the Roman fall one. of Rome and the end of civilization. And you have to read the one uh, by That's Cheryl Atkinson. Yes. It's her, it's her first one, not okay. the new one. The new one is like hoodwinked or something crazy like Hold this. Hold on, it's track. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. No, the, the first one is great. Um, Gypsy? Thank you for being here. I don't say that enough. I, yes. I, I need to say that more. I need to celebrate what is good me. in my life. Both things. Um, you. <laughs> so um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sharing all this stuff with your friends. Um, things are going delightfully well, and I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, there are people out there who are not just straight-up jerks that uh, believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of some serious happiness. And that's all we're trying to do. So thanks for sharing the videos. Thanks for leaving the comments. Oh, and to the dude on YouTube who was like, you've got to use uh, prom committee politics. Boom, I did. Ha, ha, ha. Some guy's like, if you really read the comments, you'll say prom committee politics. So now, but I don't want to make that like a thing where people are going to like, if you really, then you have to, because then I'm just a monkey just doing tricks, which I kind of am, but that's when I'm doing stand-up. You guys have a great week. We will see you here next time for another Loftus Party. <laughs> <laughs>